If you want to know about a great exercise, read this week's blog at www.earringsoff.com. This week in our podcast episode, we'll be talking with Rain Phillips. She's a leasing specialist and shares her vast knowledge on the rental market. With housing options being limited and banks being more cautious with potential buyers, the rental market is booming. That may not be good news for a potential renter. However, Rain shares some tips that can help you move to the top of the approved list. Listen in. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Well, we have with us today Rain Phillips. We are excited about the conversation, the conversation that lies ahead as we talk about um, the leasing market, renting, all kinds of good stuff that we know our audience um, will certainly be interested in. So again, Rain, welcome to Earrings Off. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you both for having me. I'm excited to be a guest on your podcast. Well, thank you. Okay. All right. We're going to jump right in. So, Rain, are fewer people in top housing markets purchasing these days? Is renting becoming the norm? That's a great question. And there's a few answers. And I think one of them is the housing market has become more competitive to enter into. Yeah. And prices people are getting into from what I read and learn on the news is that people are getting into bidding wars. So all these things that are a lot making renters stay longer in the rental market. Yeah. And also there's some places where um, people still are in the city because they have a really great income, but maybe they don't have the down payment for a house yet. And so they may still be in the process of saving for it or repairing a credit issue just, you know, seeing what happens for the next housing cycle as we um, head into fourth quarter. And I know, I think I read that your market is primarily California, New York. Is that right? Uh, I have experience in the um, New York City rental market. Okay. And now the last, uh, let's see, seven years, it's been Los Angeles rental market. Okay. So I am an expert in focusing on high volume rentals. So right. I hear a lot about rentals. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. So I've heard that the the rents are skyrocketing. What what do you think it is? Is it inflation or or greed? It's a combination of prices going up and also owner pricing going up. Um, mm -hmm. I talk to landlords across the board. Yes, they still have a margin of profit, but overall, they're also looking at an increase in water. I mean, we're always on the edge of, a, we're always like drought in LA, like right now we're in a drought. So water prices are going up, energy prices are going up. We have a shorter supply um, of housing right now as well for rentals. So, I mean, it's, it's a fair, I would say it's a fair combination. Wow. I tell you, Rain, I was just reading in the New York Times this past Sunday. I don't know if you got a chance to see that article where they were talking about developers 
are um, they're now opting to build these really high priced luxury apartments because they can get more money for those versus maybe having instead of having 50 units in a building, they've scaled it down to maybe 15 or 20. But the apartments are just I mean, yeah, the square footage is ridiculous. And the rents are just, I mean, it's just unbelievable. That was just in the um, New York Times this past Sunday. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Uh, When I lived in New York, I worked for Related. And Related, um, at one point, well, they are responsible for building, I hope it's still called the Time Warner Center. I mean, it was when I was there. It could Mm -hmm. be something else, the way they're renaming all these buildings. Um, anyway, they had a, um, a lot of luxury buildings and some of them that they built, they were using a program called 80, 20, which was 80% market mm-hmm. and 20% affordable. Mm-hmm. So you rent to 80% and then the other 20% of the building, um, would become what they would call affordable rent. And you'd have to qualify for that with, um, a specialist, like a housing specialist mm-hmm. from the state of New York that okay. hired, and, but in return, the, um, the company would get, to my knowledge, like major tax benefits. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Big tax benefits. Well, so are you, are you saying that, I mean, like there's a chance that I could be like Beyonce's neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. She owns. <laughs> I think they own a lot of real estate. I know there are. It was, uh, yeah, it's just, it yeah. was, I was and just that, And I just want to say. And I hope for Beyonce's sake that never comes true because you would just be stalking her and all kinds of stuff. And I'd end up reading about you in the paper and not in a good way, Teresa. So anyway, all right. Don't put that out there. So, so Rain, what can building managers do to make apartment buildings more attractive to renters? No. Well, I think a lot of people can cover the basics, which is the basic expectation of having a presentable building on the exterior that's well lit that you feel comfortable that has sensor motion lights especially um at night because there's a lot of crime right now it seems like people are really concerned about safety um they always ask me is this a safe neighborhood and i always say safety is an illusion i mean it's just i just don't it's very tricky for me to give an answer on safety to clients because as a real estate agent, they ask you not to do that. Okay. If you give out any statistics or anything like that, and then something happens to another person, Mm -hmm. they're going to come back to you and say, Hey, you said this is a safe neighborhood. And you're like, well, I mean, anything can happen and and anything will happen. Yeah. So I think for back to your question is just really do your best with the exterior, keeping landscaping, looking good, inviting. Is it someplace where you look and you think, God, this is visually appealing. Is it someplace where I'd want to live? That's an easy thing. And then as far as the unit is concerned, I always think it's nice, even if it is like a cookie cutter floor plan to try and do something that's more eye catching, even if it's an accent wall or um, a chandelier that's not from Home Depot. Mm -hmm. I mean, just not something that you're going to see in every apartment home that you're looking at to something that gives a little sense of um, being a more in like having an identity mm-hmm. instead of just like another apartment home. I always like that when landlords do something a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. So what about 
parking and tell everybody oh. where the parking is and mm-hmm. amenities. I mean, if you can put a like in LA washer dryer, it's so hard to find it here. Or you oh. pay a big, big um, increase in rent. It's like the yeah. unicorn. Yeah. I, I tell you, I have a cousin, um, a younger cousin that lives in New York and they're um, moving to LA. And the thing that they said they were most excited about was the washer and dryer. They said they couldn't afford um, an apartment in New York that had one. And that's what they were most looking forward to. Their new place will have a washer and dryer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People, <laughs> when I have it, I always get a ton of calls right away. It's like washer dryer. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh my gosh. It yeah. is. So it's such a great amenity to have. And especially during COVID, people did not want to like yeah. go in a common area and wash right. it. After somebody yeah. took them out, they're like, Ugh, no yeah, yeah, okay, right. The the little things that we take mm. for granted. Yeah. <clears throat> what about um, the tenant? How can they make their application more attractive to management to increase the likelihood of approval? Okay, um, that's a great question. So, saying that they have the qualifications, which here is like three times the rent mm-hmm. credit score of 650 and above. And that's basically putting in the picture again, is that, you know, you have moderate debt to income ratio, all of those things. Um, you can always write a note just saying why you would like the apartment home. I, I really like that. Um, especially if it's something that has a lot of competition, mm-hmm. um, that's a really nice touch and just saying, Hey, listen, here's my references. Feel free to check them. I paid my rent in a timely manner. I'm moving because I want to be closer to work. or I've always wanted to live with the place with the washer dryer. Um, I really think that helps people stand apart in a really nice way because mm-hmm. it shows that they took the moment to do that. Probably means that they're going to maybe take a moment to take good care of your place too. So I think it's a personal, I think it's a nice personal touch. And for those applicants that do that, I always pass it on because I feel like it's, I just feel like it's so nice again in that it's meant for the owner and not for me. Okay. Okay. Wow. So Rain, is, is needing a co-signer always a red flag or is it ever wise to apply for an apartment and you need a co-signer? Oh, well, a lot of people need co-signers. There's a few new people who are just coming out of school. They just graduated. They don't have job history or even may may just have an offer letter or they haven't built up a renter's um, history in Los Angeles, especially international people who are coming from Mm -hmm. like uh, people from Canada and Europe or wherever they are on the globe. They don't have anything. So if they can get a local co-signer, that's a great thing. But I don't think it's a flag. Um, I just think it's, <laughs> and I say this like jokingly, it's definitely more work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it co-signer application, it's just like, to, you know, add another one. So yeah, they have to be a co-signer. And this is what sometimes both parties need. I make them aware of this. I say, if you have a co-signer, you have to let them know that they need to earn more than you do. So if your qualification is three times, that's a good point. Yeah. They have to earn. We're going to work on the assumption that they're living in an apartment home as well. And that their three times the rent is taken for their rent Mm -hmm. and their, you know, expenses. And so if they needed to 
have to pay for you one month. We're looking yeah. for them to have at least six, seven times the rent. Right. So you have to have a qualified co-signer who, again, meets the credit standard, hopefully be able to prove that they have some assets and all these things. So definitely, if you do have a co-signer, the bar to be a qualified co-signer is more. Well, that's an excellent point. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. I know. Nobody wants. And then I tell the co-signer, too, is like, you're responsible for everybody on the lease, not just your niece or your child or whoever, mm-hmm. your friend, you have to, it's like uh, the entire lease. So mm-hmm. if it's more than one person on the lease, you have to know going into it, even before I like run their credit, I'm like, you're going to, you're signing for the entire lease. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that can be a real deal breaker for the co-signer. Um, well, um, can you share some tips to negotiate a lower rent payment? Is that possible? Absolutely. This is one of my favorite questions because I feel like it's like the, what's that saying? It's like the, the open mouth gets fed. I mean, you have, and it's really something, and I'm glad I'm talking to you ladies because you have to say something. And I feel like women do not ask for um, or try and negotiate as much as they should. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're not used to it. A lot of people only move maybe once every five years, or it's not something that you do every day is move. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't have that skill um, built into your job the way I do, where I'm, you know, working negotiations, Mm -hmm. very second nature to me. But I will say you should always, always ask because the least they can say is no. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I've noticed across the board, um, you can get like at least maybe $50 off, which it's really like, I mean, think about it. When you go to pay your bill, you have $50 off every month, $600 mm-hmm. annual savings. I mean, mm-hmm. slowly, I mean, it's just nicer to just not only ask, receive and pay less. So yeah. I definitely, definitely, especially if you have like a really strong application and by that, I'm not even speaking specifically to credit or income. Also, if you have a need to move right away, well, you're in a stronger position because if you need to move right away. That's great. There's going to be less time on the market, which means he's not going to, the person's not going to be losing um, any money due to vacancy and extended vacancy. So again, you have to look at your position and what you, and then maybe do some comparables, mm-hmm. look around and say, Hey, just a couple blocks away. They're asking yeah. Less or some very similar, you know, style, da da da. Anyway, we could do this, and I want to move in two weeks. Okay. So definitely present it for yourself. I think it's interesting, and I wonder where else in my life, in anybody's life, where we could, you know, maybe (laughs) ask for, uh, you know, I don't want to say a bargain, but just ask for it to come down a little bit. Seems like prices have gotten ridiculously high. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. true. Like, can I only pay four ninety nine for this gallon of gas? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, fifty or whatever I'm paying right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rain, what factors do property managers typically consider when they're setting their rental rates? Comparables, comparables. Mm. What's going on in? Oh boy, mostly the local market, um, then going more um, narrowing into the community market, mm-hmm. what they're offering that could be different. Um, like again, the washer dryer, stainless steel appliances, maybe there's a unique feature like a vaulted ceiling or new laminate flooring. And then they'll kind of stay within that range of what the um, 
competition is pricing and then they'll use that as a base and then adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I hear a lot of times that in LA, like if you're in Santa Monica or like closer to the ocean, which is very popular, a lot of times people are just like going on the landlords are going on the strength of the location and not doing the upgrade. So you're paying for what the other person had for five years and a new paint, you know, job and that's it. And you're not getting um, any kind of upgrade. And that was a tough summer market. There was not a lot of inventory and people were just, it was a very high market in Mm. terms of pricing with very minimal inventory. It was a bad time to move this summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my experience um, having to look for um, uh, an apartment recently from my daughter who moved to um, the Atlanta market, and okay. it seemed like renting was a commodity. What I mean by that is that the prices changed daily, almost even. <laughs> Going from apartment to apartment, you know, you would call one day and then you get there and then they're like, well, today it's this much. And it was, I I couldn't figure it out because it's been so long since I um, rented and I couldn't remember it being that way. So it was quite shocking to find out, to find that, right? Have you seen that or is that familiar? Yes, it is. But let me ask you, was this a big multifamily apartment complex you were looking in or was it like more, was it? Okay. Yeah, they were multi, they were huge apartments with, yeah, big places. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So this is with what fair, I was just going to say with very few vacancies. Okay. Like, yeah. It, I don't think it matters if they have a few vacancies or not. I, I think it I want to say it's gray star or I don't want to name check them or call them out if it's not them, but there's a couple companies that use this, like almost like an algorithm Mm -hmm. and like every day it's Mm -hmm. like, it does change every day. And it's just a spreadsheet that updates the leasing agent every morning on the new rent. Wow. I had a friend who worked in one of those buildings. So I thought it was really strange too, because there could be a pretty big discrepancy, not Mm -hmm. just like $50. It could Mm -hmm. be like hundreds of dollars. And you were like, Mm -hmm. they were like, Oh, so if you don't take today's price, then we don't know what it's going to be tomorrow. And that was honest answer because they didn't know what it was going to be tomorrow because they were waiting to find out. And I never really understood what they were basing that formula on. Mm. So that's not something to my knowledge that a lot of companies do but it is out there. And I just, honestly, that always gave me a bad vibe only because I was just like, they, no one could ever really explain other than that. It was just like this general algorithm. That's what the company used. It was based on some probably like national pricing. Yeah. Wow. Did you rent yeah. from them? We had to eventually, we rented from someone, but they all were doing it because mm-hmm. literally they would give us you know, you'd get the folder with all the information and you go see another place and then you compare and say, well, let's go back to this place. And then, well, the rate, the rate is higher. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. Did you ask to negotiate? No, <laughs> I didn't even know that was a possibility. And I, I tell you, Rain, I didn't know that was an option either. That, yeah. That you could negotiate you've, in you've for an apartment. Yeah. yeah. Yo. Yes. No, definitely. 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 Always ask if you can, especially with things like that, where it's more of a, it's more of a, it is a market. It's the rental market where you have Mm -hmm. 
especially with, I, maybe with smaller owners too, I feel like it would be easier instead mm. of yeah bigger, bigger buildings because then it has to get run through management instead yeah. of the property owner. But wow, yeah, yeah. I, I never understood that. Yeah. yeah. So we've we've talked about washers and dryers, you know, being a sought after feature. What other um, features are sought after by renters, and does it vary by location? Um, well, for Los Angeles, Los Angeles was actually the renters market for a really long time. Even okay, so I moved here 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I moved here from New York City, where I really did not have. I mean, I was just lucky to have an apartment. It was so competitive there. Mm-hmm. I remember I had like the, I had like a doll size refrigerator where to get into my kitchen, I had to move my body <laughs> and like go through this like narrow opening to get like basically what would be considered a half size refrigerator today. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, that's how I lived my life there. I kept makeup in there and just stuff. <laughs> I hardly like really had like a lot of food in there because I was going out all the time. So that's the whole thing about living in New York City. Anyways, when I moved to LA, I never realized how lucky I got from my first apartment home. It was amazing. It had washer dryer. It had central AC and heat. It had like a high ceiling, a balcony, stainless steel appliances. And I always thought, I would always get that. <laughs> I've never gotten it again. <laughs> I so many times. And I just, I moved in the pandemic. I had a whole list of things and people I knew that, you know, had availability that wouldn't go on the market. And I did not get what was on my list either. So, <laughs> I have to say when I moved to LA, I did not get a refrigerator. And that really blew my mind that someone could give you an apartment home without a major appliance. Yeah. So that's one of the things that LA has slowly brought into being standardized that everybody gets a refrigerator, but now everybody wants a stainless steel refrigerator, yeah. which is not <laughs> a refrigerator. They want a double door ice cube making stainless yeah. steel refrigerator if possible. Um, another thing LA wasn't built with um, being a beach town is central AC and heat. Mm-hmm. Now, due to global warming, we're all like I live maybe two or three miles away from the ocean, pretty close, and I'm just like in my apartment home sweating. <laughs> I don't have it either. I have a wall AC, and if I turn it on, you won't hear me. Like, oh wow! Like, I cannot turn it on right now. So yeah, yeah. a lot of people are looking for things that are coming that are present in their future lifestyle, um, including plugins for their electric cars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because that's a big thing now. I believe oh, yeah. the governor has said, I think in like, what is it? 2036 that everything is going to be electric in California. Yeah. 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 I think I've heard yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I didn't the year. Cause I was like, okay, I don't know where I'm going to be by that point. <laughs> yeah. I'll worry about this in like five years, <laughs> yeah. um, but just remind me, I kind of put it on the back burner of my <laughs> mind, but um, yeah, I mean, those are things that people are really looking for. And they're, I think they're also looking to stay in an apartment home and they really want to have custom home features in an apartment home, especially since they're paying mortgage prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So is renting ever the best option for retired folks for the senior population? I think so. I just... I know a lot of people who want the flexibility of being able to be in a lease, being able to not make home repairs. Mm-hmm. They don't want to take care of a lawn anymore. 
it's just low, lower maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of it, they get, if they're selling a single family home or renting a single family home, either they're getting a lump sum of money, you know, help their retirement or they're getting a return on their income monthly while keeping the asset. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's a really good idea. I mean, a lot of people will keep that home and then they'll move to um, a city that's closer to um, an international airport, like not so much New York City, but maybe New Jersey or something like that, where they can travel more and enjoy their life. Well, um, Rain, those are all of the questions we have um, for you today. But we want to give you an opportunity if you have something you want to share and party with our audience, please, um, please do so. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so if you're a renter and you're looking to continue renting and you want to upgrade, my I just want to give some fast tips, um, especially in competitive market. Some of the things, if you see it and you really like it, just but you're not sure you want to see more things, try and put in that application anyway and give yourself the right of first refusal because at least you're in the position to say no instead of like, now I'm waiting to see if someone else is going to say no. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's a really great thing. Also narrow it down to what you want. What are the things you can live with and what are your deal makers? What are your deal breakers? Especially in Los Angeles, know your community. Like what I always say, your happiness is equal to how much you drive. Mm-hmm. That would probably be my best tips. Um, and of course, I'm happy to help. And you can find me at theleasingdepartment.com. Okay. All right. Well, Rain, thank you so much for speaking with us today. You have shared a lot of great information, which again, we know is going to be a great benefit to our audience. So uh, thanks for coming and joining us on Earrings Off. It's been our delight and we wish you all the best. Take care. Thank you. It's great to be on your podcast. 